Welcome to the Mate How Good Was podcast with me, Josh, and him, Lewis. All right, mate? It's me again. <laughs> it's we're us again. We're back again, baby. Hey, we go again. Josh, how are you feeling this morning? Horrific. Yep, so am I. Uh, this is um, this is a struggle. This is going to be a struggle for us. Uh, we are both absolutely stinking. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely stinking. We had a few libations last night yeah, as, we, um, as we watched, well, what was a pretty good Man United performance. Uh, yeah, a very, very. I'm a very, very happy. I'm, str- I am struggling, but I'm a very happy man after yesterday. Yeah, I think, I think you got, I think you got a right to be happy. I think lots of good things, lots of positives. Marcus Rashford scoring. How do you feel about that? Unbelievable. He actually, I don't think he, he was all right. No, but actually, I, I take it back. He was good yesterday, and we, we looked really good when Martial come on, which I, it was a sentence I never thought I'd be saying in 2022. But Rashford looked really sharp when Martial come on, and I think. The Rashford of probably the last eighteen months wouldn't have scored yesterday. No, and it was it was nice to see him do that. So, um, really happy. Talking of Tony Marshall, I um, well maybe we'll hear it later in one of my worst footballing takes. What a player! Yeah, I, I think he's a very good player. You thought he was a you thought he was more than that, but like you said, <laughs> yeah. we, we'll talk about tomorrow. <laughs> slightly, slightly, I do think he was slightly more than that. So, Josh, why don't why don't you tell the folks at home why we're here? Uh, well, the reason we, we've done this podcast, uh, and if you've listened to the other ones, thank you very much. Um, the the reason that we've done this podcast is basically... Be- basically? <laughs> I love Ten Hag so much. <laughs> I'm just going to start talking in a Dutch accent. Well, basically, the reason uh, that we've done this podcast... Uh, basically, the reason we've done this is because just we just want to have a look back at when we think football was better, although my life did peak yesterday. But, well, no, my life, that, in fact, that's so dramatic. My life did not peak yesterday. It was a great result. I, I was going to say, it was happy. also your wedding anniversary yesterday. <laughs> 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 I was looking, I was looking back, at, I was looking back at my phone this morning and uh, on our wedding anniversary, we all, the only pictures I've got on the phone are the the four of us having pints, <laughs> four of us having pints, and four shots of some magical stuff. Oh. Eight shots of some magical, magical stuff. You are a bloody bloke, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you bloody oh, bloke! I love <laughs> happy anniversary, going down the old fighting pump. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, right. The the reason we've done this podcast is to. To have a look at when we thought football as a whole was better and when there was, Lewis summed up in the first thing we said, there was a bit more stardust about it all. Yeah, um, yeah. A little bit more mystery. Yeah. A little bit more mystery. But I cannot stress this enough. I cannot stress this enough. This is purely our opinion. Yeah, it's fully our opinion. And I think me, I don't, I, we, have, we don't speak before these, as, as I've already said before, but I don't think we're going to agree on this. No, I don't think we are going to. I don't think. Yeah, and I, I think there will be a, a, a clash. Not like we're not going to have a fight. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> I'm such a brittle, hungover man. I can yeah. have. A, I can have a fight for love nor money. I sat over here sweating bullets. <laughs> and my mic nearly fell out of my hand a minute ago because <laughs> my hand is so sweaty. <laughs> that is disgusting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're not going to have a fight, but I reckon today's footballer that we're going to talk a little bit about is going to divide our opinions, yeah. I would say, because you've got what well, I think, maybe not the strongest opinions, but I, I've got an opinion of what this what this footballer is and also what I, what I feel like football should be and is about. Um, and yeah, I just find, um, I, I've, I feel like, yeah, like you said, we don't really talk before this, but. I feel like today's going to be uh it's going to be a contrast of opinions. I feel like we have 
the polar opposite opinion on this. Yeah. We, we, I, we tried our hardest to not talk about this yesterday. Yeah. We had the briefest of conversations. Yeah. And it nearly ended up with fists. <laughs> so I reckon, so I reckon today could be. I mean, it wasn't bit, that dramatic. Oh, it was so dramatic. <laughs> Lewis, do you want me to go through some, um, some fan feedback? I'm going to call the, the, We've got the, the few, the couple hundred people that have listened to us fans. I've got some fan feedback. We've got some fan feedback. Yeah, Did, so you, got, you've completely sprung this on me. I didn't know. I didn't know yeah, you were going to do I this. Know. Uh, I got a message from a lad I play football with saying, "You are Bellend." <laughs> so correct. In our first thing, we spoke about us being Bellend, and I also got a message saying, "Don't ever send for XG again." Don't ever send for XG again. I love XG. It was like a death threat. Yeah, like a death threat. <laughs> it was it was taken out of newspaper letters and posted to, I don't know where they found my address, posted to my house. Do not fuck with XG. So that that's our feedback. So th- thank you for your thank you for your very kind words. Who the fuck was that? <laughs> you turn it in. Yeah, shut up, mate. But do you know what I do have for you? I think I know what you're going to say. Have you got a definition of XT? Yes, for I me? do. So if you listen to our last podcast, the the Rivaldo podcast, mm-hmm. we mentioned XT. We we don't we're not massive fans of XG, and we uh, I'm definitely not a fan of the thought of XT. But do you want me to go through what the definition of XT what is? What is XT, Josh? For our, for our worldwide audience. Also, before we do this, we had a listener in Costa Rica. Did so we? Shout out you if you are our listener from well, Costa Rica. Speaking Costa Rica, Spanish. Spanish. Muy bien. Yeah, muy bien. Muy bien. Muchas gracias. Yeah, gracias, Tio. Right. So, XT is the likelihood of scoring from the possession when the ball is in a certain position. So, obviously, ball closer to the goal, XT goes up. So, you would measure the XT of a player by measuring how their passes and or carries increase your team's overall XT. So, if, for example, someone makes a great pass from in their own half and it goes out wide to a player who is good... XT goes up. If it goes out to apply the shite, XT doesn't go up. Then the ball is in a better... Oh, I, I, no, I can't bother with that. If you take the XT from initial position and the XT from new position, the player has added X amount of XT for his team. I just... I don't know what that means. was incredibly boring. Yeah, it was. Um, Gaz, thank you. Because Gaz, Gaz sent it all across. Oh, did, oh, did he? Yeah, because he's a little geek. But um, the... That is that is what XT is. Literally, any listeners that we have got for this podcast have lit- everyone's just switched off. Please, please continue to listen. Please look. I I know what I don't want to what I don't want to sit here and do is is like sit here and bash stats. Look, obviously, we need stats to kind of as human beings we want to quantify everything. We want to see everything in numbers. Yeah, you're right. And I, I do think I do think some stats are really important and some stats are really helpful and useful to understand what's happened in the game because we just watch as fans. We're not football professionals or like sports scientists. So actually when we're watching the game and we're seeing, you know, stats like shots on target, you know, basic stats like shots on target, yeah. shots off target, you know, those kinds of things. But when you're talking about it's just fully hypothetical, isn't it? Yeah. Expected goals and expected threats. What What does that Sorry. even mean? Like, like yes, like uh, last week we gave the um, we gave the kind of comparison of um, I think it was Liverpool Palace, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, I would love to have seen Liverpool's expected goals for that game, but the fact of the matter is, the first half they went in one nil down. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the only stat that counts, isn't it? Exactly, and I yeah, I do I do like I do like stats. But the whole expected goal and expected threat thing, I, d- I just don't, maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I'm getting old. Yeah, I think, yeah. 
I, I fully agree with you. And I also think um, it's just just let people make their own opinions. Don't You don't have to... I feel like XG and XT and all that bollocks is almost trying to make some trying to make you see the game in a certain way and form a certain opinion that I don't agree with but I also think as well one thing that definitely isn't lost in all of this is in our first in the first episode I went yeah we ate all that stats bollocks and literally the last all, all we do in our episodes is go through people's stats about their <laughs> career so we don't hate stats we're not anti-stats if you are a particular stat lover like don't get in contact and say you boys do. I don't care. We like. We yes, we like stats, but it's just the stupid Americanized stats is what I find. Shout out to our eight listens in America, by the way. But I they're the they're the bit. That's the bit I don't get. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. And I think it kind of just adds to more. Do you know what it also fuels? Go on. Just like people, people on social media. Dub. Just like racial. <laughs> dub racial. Yeah, yeah. Sus- all the Susans out Susans. there. All the Susans out there. But. It just gives them more of a platform to sort of like, oh yeah, but yeah, you beat us one nil, but you know, and it, it's all the it's all the guys that play FIFA that are like, oh mate, but I had like thirteen shots on target, and you like scored like a really sweaty goal, and yeah, sweaty yeah, goals. That's the only way you beat me. It's like they're looking at all these like, oh yeah, we had way more expected, we had way more expected threats than you, way more expected goals than you. But it's like, yeah, you lost two one. So. Yeah, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, that's <laughs> the only thing that matters. But I one hundred percent have sent screenshots into group chats going. um, I've had 35 shots on target and he's had two and I've drawn two or FIFA is so broken. <laughs> I've, I, I'm slagging all those people off, but yeah, 100% I've done that. And also, I think that, like, like I said, we're not here for you stat lovers. You are more than welcome. We if love your you. Twitter handle has Susan in it, you are not welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> not Actually, no, you are welcome because then hopefully we're, we're, we'll encourage you to change your mind and delete the Susan. But like, uh, mate, t- Twitter this morning, I saw some geezer put... Um, Klopp, one Premier League, one Champions League. Thank you for everything, but it's time to go. You're joking me. It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> how, how can you? How can you be like? Oh. Klopp, it's time to go. I love it, but also hate it. I yeah. love that, but also hate that. What are you talking about? But also, to be fair, Klopp did say he feels they should have won last night from the game. <laughs> how does he work that out? Probably with XG and XT. Oh, <laughs> I actually, uh, genuinely, I and I don't, I didn't think last night was a smash and grab. I thought they were well uh, beaten. No, we played really well. I thought night. you played really well. I thought you pressed really aggressively, and I thought, I thought it just worked. That little Argentinian legend who's had a, who's had a couple of shaky games to start, mate. Uh, he's only he's five foot nine. He's actually I actually reckon he's playing on his knees. I reckon he's actually a six <laughs> foot eight. I reckon he's a six <laughs> foot eight man, and he's just making it fair for everyone else by playing on his knees. Him and Varane look good. They Very look comfortable. Good. They Mate. look nice and comfortable. I did feel a bit sorry for Harry Maguire. Um, I do. I I feel sorry for Harry Maguire because everyone just sends for him. Yeah, I I, I get that, but because I actually there's a we were better without him yesterday. So you were better without him. You were better without I th- him. Mate, I love and I love Malassia. Malassia plays football with yeah. a smile on his face all the time. Yeah. And again, <laughs> if you put him and Lissandro together, there's about eight foot between them with eight foot of them together. <laughs> but they. But he looked good yesterday as yeah, well. Don't matter, mate. Yeah. He might be the best left back in the world. He might oh, be. Turn <laughs> it in, Josh. Right, enough of that bollocks. Right. Stop. And that's why you see those beautiful tears of a man whose heart was bursting. Tom Enrique Casillas. Will you stop talking about tennis players and stupid Hollywood actors, Phil? It's the gladiators out there, man. Not tennis players. Tom Cruise.
let's get to the point of the podcast. Each podcast, we talk about a specific footballer. We go through their career and we talk about how good they were as a player. Now, this one was actually my suggestion. Um, and I'm glad it was. And the way I sort of not come across this player, obviously, because <laughs> the way... But the, the the reason I suggested this is because... I was watching uh, a YouTube video. I don't know if uh, some of you, you, you might watch it. Some of you uh, that listening might watch it. It's uh, Tubes and Angie's Golf yeah, Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tubes from Soccer AM um, is a recovering alcoholic. And um, so to fill his time, the way he puts it, I've got to fill my time with something, otherwise I want to drink. Mm. So to fill his time, he now plays golf and he started off quite a successful golf YouTube channel. And he had Jimmy Bullard on his channel. They're good mates. And Tubes asked Jimmy Bullard, he said... You know who was your favourite player when you when you were playing? Who who was the player that you you thought of the most and and really inspired you? And he, I, at the time, you expect him to come up with someone like Zinedine Zidane or yeah. <coughs> you know Ronaldinho, the, the you know the kind of absolute well beers. And he come up with a really interesting take. Someone I d- I didn't even think of, um, Juan Roman Riquelme. What a guy. Shout out Tubes as well. I like. I got a lot of time. I really yeah. like Tubes. I got a lot of time for him. A very positive bloke. Yeah. Um, Lo- well, I think. Yeah. But absolutely. Raquel May, and that's who we're going to talk about today, isn't it, Josh? Mate, how good was Juan Roman Raquel May? That's the question we're asking today. And we said at the beginning he sort of divided our opinions. Massively. But I, th- I, I listen. I think one thing that me and Josh do definitely agree on is that he was clearly an incredible player. Yeah, absolutely. Like. An incredibly, incredibly talented player, but there's a couple of things that kind of irk me about him, um, which I kind of alluded to yesterday. But so, bit of a tradition. It's becoming now, isn't it? The teal of the teal. The teal of the teal. I don't, I don't know what. I don't know where <laughs> the fuck that accent came from. Is it the? T- mate, I've gone Dutch. I don't even know what that was like. That was like an awkward Geordie. Scottish hybrid, the teal of the tip. <laughs> that is shambles. You're a joke, mate. Oh, I'm a shadow of a man. I want to Josh. You want me to do the teal? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna the tail of the tape. Yeah, tail of the tape. Tail so of the tape. The tail of the tape is. I'm not going to use the word feature, and it, it's a fi- it's a feature that you do. <laughs> <laughs> we are so big time. A fe- welcome back, welcome back to our international listeners, Fuck and welcome so. to this feature of our pod. Who do we think we are? It's a feature. Yeah, you're right. Of it's our podcast, where essentially once we reveal who we're talking about, we we just I'm just going to essentially list off his accolades and list off his. Not only individual, but also club honours. Um, I would say that of all the players that we've done... Um, all two. <laughs> <laughs> all of the players we've done. What, two? There's <laughs> two. There's two. In our wide catalogue of players, I'm, this being the third. But I'm also thinking forward as well to the players that we might do. Oh, yeah. I think Raquel May's trophy cabinet is probably the most sparse. Definitely. It's not like... But it's not bad, He's one shit. Yeah, it's better than ours. <laughs> yeah, it's better. <laughs> yeah, much better than ours. But it's like it's it's not like Rivaldo's was last week. No, no. yeah. No, so, so he's played. Realistically, he's played for. Well, he's played for more than two clubs, but he really he's played for well three clubs in his career. Uh, that's obviously 
Boca Juniors, Barcelona and Villarreal. Before you carry on, can yeah. you do all those in a Spanish accent? Like your uh, Portuguese accent for Palmeiras. Palmeiras. <laughs> yeah. That's coming back out. Because <laughs> they played <laughs> them in a final. <laughs> can you can you do yours? Can you do uh, Boca, Barca and Villarreal? I don't know how you would say bo- Boca in a Spanish accent. Boca. Boca. Boca, Boca, Boca Juniors. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll off the roll <laughs> off the J there, Boca Juniors, <laughs> Via Via Real. Mm. Six, so what? Six out of ten. Via Real. Ah, uh, Via Via Real. Via Real. And Barcelona. Oh, nine out of ten. Yeah. Beautiful Tell Barcelona. So, realistically, played for three clubs. Boca Juniors. Um, he's won the Argentine Premier Division. Um, he's won that three times. Actually, no, because I think he won it again when he come back. Yeah, he did. He won it again when he come back. Yeah. So, oh yeah, looking here. So ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. So three on the bounce. Plan. Lovely. Uh, then obviously he went away to Europe, came back, won it again in two thousand and eight, and then in two thousand and eleven towards the end mm. of his career. Um, at Villarreal, um, he won the UEFA Intertoto Cup. Which is a bit, it's a little bit Mickey Mouse. Fair, isn't it? No, fair play, I'd take it. Yeah, for Villarreal. I won manager's player once when I was about 14. So <laughs> <laughs> the, Inter- the Intertoto Cup comes Wasn't your dad the manager? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't your dad the manager? No, nah, assistant. Assistant to <laughs> the manager. <laughs> your dad was he the was, assistant was, to the manager. He was the Dwight to the Michael Scott. God's sake. Um, he won, yeah, regardless, he won the Intertoto Cup with Villarreal in 2003 and 2004. For Argentina, they did win the gold medal. Huge. Yeah, won Genuinely the gold medal. I, in do, the I do genuinely think that's a big achievement. Yeah, I think that is a big achievement. Yeah, he won that in the um in the 2008 Olympics. Um, were they in Beijing? I think Beijing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think Why not? if you like. Yeah. <laughs> if you like. I've got a question. Would you, if you won the Olympics, would you get the Olympic rings tattooed on you? Yes. Yeah, so would I. If I won the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'd, won I'd, the whole thing. <laughs> 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 Just won it all. I think, I'd, I think... If I was just an Olympian, yeah, I don't think I would. I, if you won, but if you won, um, if you won bronze, would you? Um, no, no I don't think either. I would. I think it'd have to be gold. Third's not that good, really, is it? Second place is last place. Well, actually, that sounded really ignorant of me. Like, like third's not that good, really. Third's obviously incredible. Look at the look at the state of us. The yeah, state no, of me yeah. and you. On, I'm so glad we we don't record like video on this because we just look like two slobs but we ca- how can we criticize olympians we're sitting we're sat here criticizing literally the best athletes in the world going third's not good is it but no unless i won i don't think i would get them yeah, tattooed but if you are getting third also it's not good enough get first do you think raquel may's got them tattooed on him no no I, reckon, no I don't reckon he does raquel may's got raquel may has like a six all over haircut so i don't feel like he's <laughs> six <laughs> <laughs> i don't feel like he's <laughs> I don't feel like he's the type Such of... Such a weird number. <laughs> Six all over. I don't think he's the... I don't think he's the type of guy to, to get tattoos. I, no. d- I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't give a shit, does he? No. Nah, nah, he, he doesn't does, really... Doesn't there's really one care. point of the URL where he gets a little bit of a... A little bit of like a... Not a mullet, but it's just a bit longer at the back, as was the as was the fashion at the time, but the rest of it is a six all over. <laughs> God's sake. Um, where was I? It's Taylor the tape. So yeah, won the, the won the um won the Olympics in two thousand and eight with Argentina, obviously. <coughs> um, came 
perilously close to winning the Copa America in 2007. Yeah. And if you look at the Brazil team they played in the Absolute final, joke, wasn't it? literally uh, how they didn't win that. I mean, that Argentinian team had, I think, Esteban Cambiasso, um, Diego Milito, am I right? A young Messi must have been Leo. at the time. Yeah. Um, who, who else? Um, Javier Zanetti would have still been Ooh. playing. And obviously, Rick Elmay. Mate, how good was Javier Zanetti? So good, mate. I loved him. Cambiasso. Esteban Re- Cambiasso, like Cam- holding midfield. Cambiasso is the one player whose career trajectory has gone up since he lost his hair. See, he was worth more money when he was bold than he was when he had hair. <laughs> if, if, Cambiasso, if Cambiasso had long, girly locks. Josh is obsessed with the fact that players that have a good head of hair are worth more money in the transfer market. I'm t- I, will st- I will take this to my deathbed. Jack Grealish would not be worth hundred million pounds if he wasn't so gorgeous. You're talking absolutely. I would take, I would take that. I would take that to my deathbed, mate. You take it to your deathbed. It's a load of bollocks. Uh, how? Yeah. However, um, Raquel May um, didn't manage to win the Copa America with Argentina. Um, I think that is. I think that is crazy. And they were convincingly beaten in that final as well. I think yeah. it was three 0 They yeah. got battered. Might be. No, I think it was four. Um, it was four or three. It, it, it's, it's either it was four a one or three nil. Yeah, it was, it was absolute paste. Yeah, um, some of his individual, some of his individual um, sort of accolades. Um, he got the South American Team of the Year ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand eight, and two thousand eleven. Um, Argentine Football of the Year two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand eight, two thousand eleven. I got a question for you. Go on. That's correct. He well, not not that's correct. That's not a question. Um, Who's won the Argentine Football of the Year the most, do you reckon? It's got to be Lionel Messi. How many do you reckon he's won? Oh, uh, ten. Eight. He's won eight. Raquel, I can't remember who the other person is. Raquel is joint second highest in that. There's one fact I learned. Yeah, he's won four. Yeah. Him and someone else have won four. I can't remember who the other one is. Anyway, carry on. Sorry again. I, hold on a minute. I can't I can't believe I've admitted I've admitted something completely ridiculous. What's that then? I'll come back to it. But right. yeah, I, I completely omitted to mention um what he something else that he achieved at Boca. I oh. went straight to Villarreal. I'll come back to it after I've done right. it after we've looked at his individual. So um he won the Copa Libertadores, the most valuable player in two thousand and two uh, two thousand one and two thousand seven. Um and pretty much that was it. Oh, FIFA World Cup top assist provider in two thousand six. Laying big Diego Fall on in, didn't he? How VRL VRL when it was when they had um Raquel May and Forland. Diego and Forland were the top were the top two, weren't they? What was it what was it United fans used to sing when he came? Is it he came from Uruguay, Uruguay made, made the scouts cry. cry. <laughs> I think he I think he scored four goals in one game for you and then did absolutely nothing, didn't he? Scored twice against Liverpool. He also I, just I, I there's I don't know why I'm going into the aesthetics of footballers so much, but he just looks like a surfer. He doesn't look like he should play football. Diego Forlan? Yeah, he looks like he wears Billabong. Yeah. Billabong, gull. <laughs> R- reef. <laughs> Rip curl. How <laughs> many surfer brands do you name? Quicksilver? <laughs> um, gull, Reef, Billabong, Quicksilver. Oh. O'Neill? O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. Good amount, <laughs> but he he looks like he should be playing with like beads on. Like he should look, he should wear beads on top <laughs> of his shirt. God, we <laughs> we have to, I know you're trying to be really serious, but I'm I, trying to be serious here. I'm trying to do the serious work here, almost like a. It's, I feel like a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a fucking idiot. He just keeps coming in. <laughs> I'm literally I'm sat here in my five aside shorts. <laughs> 
<laughs> sweating my tits off. Oh, right. Now, I'm going to come back. Um, something, like I just said, I completely admitted to include um, in his honours the Copa Libertadores. What? Copa what? Libertadores. Yeah. He's no, won sorry, it. I don't know yeah. why he paused then. <laughs> <laughs> he's won it three times. Yeah, he has. He's won it three. And it, it's, it's kind of like... Um, it's kind of like his trophy. Yeah. He's, he's won it three times. He won it in 2000, 2001, then obviously departed for Europe, came back, and then won it again when he returned in 2007. Um, this is going to sound like, not arrogant. This is gonna, if, if you don't know, if, and, and if, you, if you're not familiar with South American football, which not many, you know, some not people aren't. Is. No, I think you're right. Some people aren't. Um, the Copa Libertadores in in in, uh, in South America is essentially the South American Champions League. Yeah. So all of the top clubs from South America, so from like Mexico, um, Mexico's not in South America. Sorry, Jesus. No, but that, go- <laughs> that was <laughs> you jumped on that my, so quick. My hand was on the trigger then. Uh, yeah, but it's all the South Americans and Mexico in it. Yeah, but they do play in the Copa yeah, Libertadores. Yeah. The, the Mexican clubs. So like the Mexican clubs, the Brazilian clubs, the Argentinian clubs. Yeah. They all play in this competition, and it's essentially set out like a like a champions league would yeah, be yeah. so you've got group games and then and it's a notoriously difficult trophy to win yeah, absolutely because obviously the the level of competition is absolutely unbelievable and weirdly all the Copa Libertadores that Raquel may won they played two legs in the final yeah they yeah that's weird they they did that didn't they i don't know whether they, i don't know if that's a i don't know if that's still the case now but do you i remember do you remember about 3 4 years ago it was it was River Boca in a final and they had to play at Madrid because it was because the game got called off because of violence for the yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, we talk about football in rivalries, I, mate. I, I'm n- I'll never forget Pippa Benedetto, didn't he? Pippa Benedetto yes. scored. Oh, I remember he and he got his tongue out. <laughs> oh, and he got his tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then River Plate came back and won. But I mean, for for me, I would it, like my top of my bucket list of things to do is go and see Bo- Boca at the Bombonera. Yeah, it's it's just. I would be scared though. I, yeah, I would. So I I I look at I look at those games and, and sometimes I'm not going to sit here and say that I watch Argentinian football all the time. But I, you know, sometimes you see clips and stuff, don't you? You see clips, or if you flick it on and it's on, I might just leave it on because it's just football on telly. Um, it looks scary. Yeah, it does. But it just there's there's something about there's something about teams like River and Boca mm. that. I feel that it, that feels like real football, real passion and stuff like yes. that. And I don't mean to sound like your old da, but I, it, it, there's something about it that feels like it's it's so much more important. I I proper uh, it's stupid things like when you when they score when when you see them when they score and the fans it's literally like a wave has come and hit them when they're running down, and the Argentine players and all and the players you see there like their celebrations are nuts. They're literally like there's pictures of like Tevez doing it before and stuff, just straight up to the gate, straight up to the crowd, and everyone's going ballistic. And I think I love that man. I absolutely yeah. there's there's <coughs> nothing I there's things I miss from football and this is so tragic but uh, it's a good celebration just a straight knee slide a fat knee slide straight to the, straight either to the home fans or the away fans and just scoring and just going absolutely ballistic is something that I wish I saw more like choreographed dances and being like uh, uh, and stupid stuff <laughs> it's just stupid it's but stupid Rashford yesterday scoring runs straight over to United fans flag in the air and I'm thinking 
fucking yes <laughs> i love this shit <laughs> but that i love seeing stuff like that. and whenever i seem to watch boca clips and and watch clips of like people playing in, in south america it's always stuff like that and i'm like oh mate i love that you have always attested to the fact that f- your favorite goal celebration is just a slide. good old-fashioned knee slide i love i love players that score go ballistic and go over to the like go over to the fans like Batastuta. I mean, Bat- watching videos of Batastuta, he scores. He literally scores, and he is off. Hundred meter dash straight to the van. <laughs> especially when you see it in like Italian things as well. Like when you when you look at like where like Lazio play and where Roma play at the Olimpico, because there's that massive track in between it. The fact they literally they score over the whole, over the boarding signs, boom, straight to the fans. And I'm like, I fucking love that. That's what it's all about. Well, football is for the fans, mate. Yeah, fans like us that never go. Well, I never go. You go sometimes. Yeah, I've. I, I've been, yeah. I went more last year than I have done recently. Yeah. And um, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I really enjoy it. It's a good day out. It is. Um, right, should we actually go, let's actually... Let's, t- let's talk about Raquel, mate. Because um, we've spoken a bit about how we say that we're going to have different opinions on him. Yes. Um, give me yours. Give me your opinion. Like, w- w- we'll go through the career and stuff as a whole, but just give me your yeah. overall opinion of what you, what you think Raquel May was like as a player. I think the word I'm going to use to describe him is mythical. Yeah, and uh, let me tell you for why. Um, Ball at his feet, one of the best players I've ever seen. Yeah. Ball at his feet could do anything. And something that Jimmy Bullard said in that video that I mentioned, and something I'd never noticed before, is the way he controls the ball. Uh, He does everything with his studs. Yeah. He does everything with his studs. Like, the way he rolls the ball and the way he just... Because he's got... He's not strong. He's not quick. Mm. And what I love about watching him is that he, the only way he beats players is just through sheer talent. Yeah. And just through being so smart with his movement on the ball and, and being able to judge what his opponent's going to do and move them out of the way. Yeah. I've got here a question for you, Josh. Oh, okay. Is he the last true number 10 proper number 10 so the 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 person that makes it all happen no i don't think so but i think his career trajectory i pronounced that wrong no it was right his his career sort of conveys what a real number 10 is like now i I don't think he's the last one because i think you still have you still have players knocking about that are like Ozil, like isco you still have proper out and out number tens that are still knocking about mm. but if you look at if you look at his career trajectory went from Bar- went from Barca didn't work via Real again mm. a, a, a great side but probably not not a top 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 side yeah and then back to Boca Juniors and, and we um, Boca <coughs> Juniors are a huge club but the standard of Argentinian football probably doesn't match not it, that I can say actively that I 100% know that but it probably doesn't match the level to the to the football in Europe. So no. re- really, he's only actually played at what I would qu- call the elite level for one season. And I think if you look at number tens now, if you look mm. at Özil, Özil had his uh, had his time at, at Arsenal and he had his time at Real Madrid where he was absolutely outstanding. And for Germany, he was absolutely outstanding. But if you look at where the game goes now, he's at. But his he played left wing for Germany, Özil. Yeah, but everyone he, thinks he plays ten no, for he Germany. Did, he, I, but that World Cup where he properly lit it up, he was in ten. <laughs> He was in a yeah. tank that World Cup, but but the point still stands that he he went from 
Real Madrid, massive. Arsenal, massive club. Obviously, not quite to the standard of Real Madrid. No, but he, but he, sh- he took especially he tore not it up. when he joined. No, he tore it up for a bit while he was there. But then, if you look at it afterwards, Fenerbahce again, massive club. The standards not the same. No, he's just gone to and Istanbul. It's and it's it's interesting. Like all the players that you named, like like you said, Isco, Özil. And if I think of someone else like Hamas Rodriguez, yeah, where are they now? They just their their careers. It's what Isco's Isco's still at Sevilla. Isco's just gone to Sevilla from from Real Madrid. Yeah, but he but if you look at the import, if you look at his playing time over the last couple of years in comparison to yeah. how important he was previously, it, he's fallen off a cliff. Mm. And I feel like that is, I don't think that's why I don't think he's the last number ten. But he's probably the the last number ten to have a, a what I would say, I think he like is like a consistently yeah. playing career. Yes, like, Isco's gone like. I, I, I keep going back to Isco, but he's just gone to Sevilla. Sevilla, again, a big club. But I don't think... Uh, maybe we'll look back at this end of the season. I reckon he'll play 20 times from this year. I just don't... I Football, yeah. just, football just does not lend itself to number 10s anymore. And this, and this is the thing. I think I think football's moved on to a point where... where we've... Realistically, every single person that we watch in the Premier League or that you that you go and watch... Or that you would watch in La Liga or any of the top leagues in Europe or any of the top leagues around the world, everyone is technically good. You have to be technically proficient. And when I mean technically good, like obviously they're going to be in the top 1% of all the people in the world that play football at, at, you know, at, at technique because you don't get to a level where you're playing in any top flight division, I say across the world, but certainly across Europe without being technically proficient. But there is now more of a... Fo- everything is about athleticism. Absolutely. How big, how strong, how quick, how good are you at moving the ball at pace? How good are you at, at holding players off? And I just think I would... Someone like Rick Helmay playing now, I don't think he gets a look in. No, me neither. And I think when you think about... I, I agree with everything you said. I think the the physicality thing can vary from side to side and lead to lead. Like Man City mm. don't have massively massively physical players, but I think, well, n- not every one of them anyway. But I think if you look at like Bernardo Silva, for example, yeah, Bernardo Silva would, if he was playing ten years ago, be a number ten. Bernardo Silva wouldn't play in a midfield three, be a number ten. No, and I think that. That is that's the sign of the quality of a footballer that he can drop himself into. Yeah. De Bruyne would be a ten if he was playing. If it, De Bruyne is not a ten, I don't think. And he's an attacking midfielder, but he's not a ten. He but De Bruyne is big, strong, and fast. Yeah, he is. But, but, not, <laughs> like, like, but like Bernardo, like we'll go back to the Bernardo. Bernardo like Silva. Bernardo would one hundred percent be a ten if football was being played ten years ago. Yeah, and he just that's that that kind of you, you can be an attacking midfielder but work in a three and work hard. Whereas, and that's the point. That's what that's what this man does. Not yeah, and that is and that's the point. I don't think Raquel May didn't work hard. He was just so forward thinking. Yeah, he, he wouldn't work if if he was working in a free. The other two lads would be. And he fuming. just kind of came into the game when he wanted. Yeah, he would float on the periphery and just come into the game. You know, sort of when when and if he wanted. Yeah, I think a aesthetically, not not him as a person. With what, six uh, all over. Yeah. <laughs> But aesthetically, His boot cuts, <laughs> boot cuts. Aesthetically, to watch him play, it was, it was a magnificent. Like, mate, I, I absolutely love him. I absolutely yeah. love him. He is. This is where this is where the difference in thing comes comes between me and you. I love, I absolutely love. If they don't play for my team, 
unbelievably talented footballers that just aren't asked. I don't. Mm. There's something. There's something about it to me that is so. I, it, it's, it, that is the romanticism of football for me is seeing a pl- Raquel May to me summarises what I would for me what is the romantic side of football he did ev- everything that is beautiful beautiful <laughs> everything that is that is enjoyable I'm going to say beautiful to watch about football he embodied he just embodied yeah. all the positive aspects for it and all the shit stuff like tracking back working really hard to get back in for the team and all the other stuff he thought fuck that I just want to be the one who is doing all of the good stuff, and for me, I, I it, it does. It, I don't think it would work now, but I absolutely loved it. Watching videos of him was an was a genuine, genuine pleasure. I'd, I'd, see, I'd seen stuff before, yeah, but going through and properly in depth watching him play football was an absolute pleasure. And I think when me and you do the research for things like this, we obviously spend like uh, quite a bit of time watching videos of players, but we spend probably the equal amount of time well, I definitely do equal amount of time either reading dig. or going through <laughs> no not dig it's just because you say I read more so I spend I would probably say I spend the equal amount of time reading into a footballer and looking at the stat side of stuff and looking at their career etc etc but I could I you don't need to do this with him because his trophy cabinet isn't that big and his career no. is, his career isn't really that crazy but when you watch videos of him I'm spent 90% of the time watching videos because I couldn't stop watching them because and he yeah. is it's, it's just you, you see the snapshots you want to see but it's just pure unbridled joy of football is everything that he embodied and uh, in a way I think that's why I think this today's podcast is a little bit different because normally we we sort of go through oh and then this year he did this and then this year he did this with Raquel May I just don't think it's that simple no, it's um, and actually I think it's I think it's good the way that it's it's kind of panned out because he's a he's a quite complex guy. He's yeah, quite he a is. complex character, and you know when he went to Barcelona, um, you're thinking like he scored I think three in his first four games yeah, for Barcelona, and you're thinking this guy's going to absolutely light it up. But literally, he was there for a month, and just him and Van Hal just did not yeah see eye to eye the polar opposite type of manager that you would want a a very strict disciplinarian who has his ways of doing things and an absolute maverick who is as fragile as they come I think because I think he he some players some people need a kiss some people need a kick and he needed it he needed some kissy kissy from Louis (laughs) (laughs) and he was he he was getting kicked he was getting come here Juan I'll give you a kissy (laughs) join my (laughs) army (laughs) let's get horny (laughs) but I think he he um, he is I've lost my head a second. I, what, what I'm trying to say is, he is someone who just needs an arm around him and stuff like that. Yeah, and he never got that. Well, he would. Ne- he but you're never going to get that from Van Hal. And I also think he, from from all all the things, all of the ten percent of the things that I did read, he just life in Europe and life away from Argentina was a massive struggle for him. And I think yeah. he, he missed his family a lot, didn't and, he? And that even that is like, that's the romanticism of stuff like this. It's like. He's he's like a, a troubled genius type thing. And and I was just literally I was about to I wasn't gonna say troubled genius, but for some reason, us as football fans, we love a tortured soul. Yeah, we don't do not we? Yeah. We we love a tortured soul and and we love we we love those like lovable rogues, don't we? Those mavericks that um Like Gaza. Gaza yeah. Ga- like ev- like uh, Yeah, everyone. but oh my word, he could yeah, play as it, well. But there but if Gaza wasn't as if Gaza didn't go through the stuff he went through 
you, we wouldn't talk about him in the same breath. No. We would, we'd still say world-class player, et cetera, et cetera. I think he's but, the best English player of all he, time. It, but, Gaza. I don't. No, I know you I, do. I, yeah, yeah. I don't because I I think if we looked at him, if we looked at him as a, if he was a, if he was Harry Kane, if he behaved like Harry Kane behaved, we wouldn't, I don't think he, he would be in that conversation. I disagree. I disagree completely. Really? Yeah, I disagree. Should we have a fight? Let's <laughs> drink I'm not fucking fighting you. Have that, your bollocks. You stink. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, he had he had a troubled time at Barcelona, um, but he was given a lifeline in La Liga. Yeah, um, Benito Floro from um, Villarreal um, just he saw that the fans loved him. Yeah, and he just that's what that's what he wanted at his just club. Um, and so yeah, I think he moved to Villarreal the fans at Villarreal absolutely loved him i think yeah. he had a better time there um he played with like Lowy said he 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 struck up a very very good relationship with diego forlan yes those two worked really really well together yeah. and i think both of them had just come off moves to big clubs that didn't really work yeah. forlan forlan's adored by man united fans but yeah. it didn't work no it wasn't and then a great he, he went to no. Villarreal and he scored i think forlan scored like 23 24 goals yeah. and Raquel may gave him 15 assists or, or, or around that mm. figure and it, it maybe that maybe that's part of the, why their relationship works and i also wonder is the south american connection yeah obviously i know forlan was uruguayan and obviously Raquel may being but he, i wonder if that made him feel more at home. More at home. Yeah, because he because Forlan didn't hang around for too long. I can't, no. I can't remember if it was two or three seasons. Then he went to Atletico Madrid and where he absolutely tore it up. Mm. But um, we've we've so, we've kind of sort of skipped over the parts in Argentina. Should we should we go back and, and another? Yeah, let's let's go back. Let, let's go back a little bit, and so then we'll come back to Viral. Sorry, if you're someone who likes like a rigid timeline. We're going to jump around a bit. Sorry, we are. Yeah, we, we are house of pain. Jump around at the moment. So literally. I think. It's, it's important to come back because actually, so he has two stints at Boca Juniors. So realistically, he starts his what I'd say proper career. He was he was bought as a he was bought as a youngster from Argentina Juniors without playing a game, and he was bought six hundred grand, which is a lot of money. Yeah, which is a lot of money for a league. It is for a league like that um, without playing a game. So very clearly was, was. So he makes his debut for Boca mm. at age eighteen. Yeah, someone else is still there. Who's that? <laughs> Wonder who that would be. Um, yeah, Diego Maradona. But when Raquel May joins, Maradona's on a drug ban. So he's playing every game. He's loving it. Quality. Maradona's on the bag. <laughs> Obviously. Maradona's doing stuff he shouldn't be doing. Raquel May's doing a magic on the pitch. In fact, I'm going to change that. Maradona's doing magic off the pitch. Raquel May's doing magic <laughs> on the pitch. And I did try to say that earlier, and it sounded terrible when I tried to say it about 10 seconds before I did it. But here we are. I've said it now. That's my tagline. It's done and dusted, Josh. It's already it's out in the ether now. Um, so, yeah, makes his debut for, uh, at the age of 18 for Boca. Maradona's still there, um, but he's on a drugs ban, so he's playing. Yep. Maradona then comes off the drugs ban, can't get a kick. Yeah, he's literally he's literally kicked to the curb, isn't he? Yeah. Like fully binned. And... Part of me understands that. Yeah, you can't. Mar- Marad- it's Diego Maradona. Maradona. Maradona is one of those pe- people that's beyond untouchable, isn't it? Yeah. It's like he, if he's in the if he's in the squad, he's playing. And and you know that those fans, no matter how much they love Raquel May, no matter how well Raquel May plays, he's an eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old yeah. as well, isn't he? If Maradona is fit, he 
he must play. Maradona could literally turn up to the game eating a kebab and have kebab grease on his shirt and he would he would be yeah. first name on the team sheet. And he would. Um, so I kind of understand that. Yeah, me. Um, yeah, I just said, yeah, me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, they actually did play one game together. Did they? They played one game together. I didn't know that. Um, and Maradona just ran the show. Classic. Yeah, he just ran the show. Um, however, Diego Maradona being Diego Maradona... Diego Maradona was doing magic off the pitch while Juan Roman Riquelme was doing magic on the pitch. Again. You know, do you remember Premier League, Premiership years where they have those little cutaways where they're like, um, where they tried to give like a cheesy news line before the thing? Yeah. Temperatures were rising in August and it was also hot stuff on the pitch and stuff like that. And then it like, Fuck and then it sake. wheels into the news thing and then into the games. That's what you're doing right now, isn't it? I mean, I tell you what, I'm, I'm struggling here. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm struggling. Um, so Maradona then gets banned for drugs again. Yep. Test positive again for use of drugs and and consequently retires. Yeah. Now, as much as Raquel May probably loves Maradona, he's probably rubbing his hands absolutely together. Absolutely buzzing. Yeah. Absolutely buzzing. Um, and then absolutely tears it up for Boca. Mm. Um, they win. The Premier, like I said, the Premier Division, they won it three times. Well, he, he's won it three times. No, more than three times. He, they won it three times on the bounce. Yeah, yeah. So 98, 99, 2000, three times on the bounce. Raquel May is now the guy. He's what, the boy. What a guy. Um, And then goes on to win two Copa Libertadores as well. Yeah, scores in... Scores in... um Scores in both the finals as well. Mm. Um, He... That was, first final, did they play River Plate? Yeah. No. Or Palmeiras. They play <laughs> <laughs> They play River they played River in the quarters. Um right. Where he Oh they, yeah, yeah. That's what they they played River they played River in the quarters, lost two one, he scored. But Martin Palermo, who was injured for ages, they based the manager come out and said, Oh no, he's fit, he's gonna play which is all bullshit because he was just sat on the bench. But he did come on and score and they won three 0 on the second leg. Yeah. Um, what a guy. Martin Martin Palermo's again to me is He's one of those. He's nowhere near the standard of him, but he's one of those mythical figures that yeah. spent spent so much time in South America and scored so many mm. goals in South America. You think why why was he not over here for longer? They anyway, loved him. Anyway, they loved him. Um, yeah. Then they won the copper on penalties. I think in the final, didn't they? Yeah, they won on penalties twice. Yes, both of them. They won on penalties. Yeah. Um, and then he once the second one was done, he was getting linked to to all the big clubs. He was getting linked to Europe, but he mm. stayed another season. Yeah, um, and then. The final season was shite for him. Essentially, he, just, he didn't have a good time. He fell out with the board. He fell out with the manager. And yes, that's, that's he when did, he started. Yeah, that's when. If you look at Raquel May's celebration, a lot of the times he cups his ears, and that's when he started doing. It. He started cupping his ears towards the manager into the director's box. That's it. Yeah, actually, what was that about? Did we ever? Did we ever I, find I, out? I, I tried to look into it. Couldn't find yeah. out. My my assumption from reading through and watching stuff on what Raquel May's like as a character, he probably just asked us something ridiculous. And they just thought, fuck this, you're taking the piss. Uh, um, talking about asking for something ridiculous. I really hope you're not going to say what I think you're going to say because it it's one of, my, one of my questions for the end. Well, I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. Talking about, so, talking about, so Raquel May, so jumping around a bit now, obviously he goes back to Boca after his stint in Europe yeah, yeah. at Barca and Villarreal. He goes back to Boca in 2007 and towards the end of his Boca stint, he was just asking for things. He was like... Is this Villarreal stint? No, this is when he's back at Boca. Oh, when he's back at yeah. Boca. When oh, he's yeah. back at Boca. 
so he starts asking for things he's, and he's and bearing in mind he's like playing really well that like he's um he's having a really good impact on the team and the, and the club are winning so turns around and he just starts asking for things like maybe i only want to train in the morning and the board are like yeah okay we could probably facilitate that like you can train in the morning and i want this this and this in my dressing room or whatever and anyway it gets to the point where in the last few years of like his Boca career, he literally turns around to the board and just goes, um, so I don't want to train. That is one of my questions gone then. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally, he, he said to the manager and he said to the board, so I'm not going to train, but I'll, I'll play on match days. Now, I love him so much. <laughs> I absolutely, but I, I absolutely love him. Uh, I just, that, Obviously, you, you, you don't encourage that type of attitude. You're not like, oh, that's the way that you should be doing things. But I love him so much because he's just gone. Because he's just gone, I am quality. Fuck this, don't fancy training. I, I love every, I, I love everything about that. But is it, that's, and that's what I think. I know it's wrong. I know, yeah. it, I know it's, again, like you said the, about, the, like we're talking about people like Gazon. I know it's wrong, but I just love that. I love the fact he's gone. I, can I just not train? Like we, I remember Swindon had a Swindon had a goalkeeper once who got fined. I can't remember how much it was. It was a few hundred quid, and he gave it all in pennies. I love stuff like oh, that. See, that's see you hate it, don't you? Yeah, I do hate it. I, I do it. hate it, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I don't like it. And you say you love it, and I kind of guess as people that watch football, we enjoy that kind of thing. It's it's not. For, it's not even funny, but like you said, it's like mythical. It's like how he doesn't even train and how is he like still like quality, whatever. If I'm his teammate, are you? Are you? I would be. It? I would be absolutely fuming. But I also think you need to be. You have to back yourself and be a level that you're good enough to be able to be a massive bell end. And I, if let's 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 say let's take this a completely different way but let's say your two other midfielders are like workhorses let's mm. say your two other midfielders you've got two Argentinian Scott McTominays right Scott McTominay God bless him works his socks off he's not the best technically and you have Raquel May how can Scott Mc, how can Argentine Scott McTominay a Scott McTominay how, <laughs> <laughs> how can a Scott McTominay go and tell Raquel oh sorry I just burped how can <laughs> uh, we're not editing that out um, how can a Scott McTominay go and tell Raquel me what to do because he'd just be like shut up because you are nowhere near as good as me and that's arrogance and and in day-to-day life yeah. yes i do i dislike it but there's something in it when there's a football player that does it that i absolutely love when it's nothing to do with you when there's nothing to do with my team there's something about it that i absolutely love my issue with it my issue with it is that when you are a foot and i don't i don't i don't care how good you are right when you are on a football pitch you are part of a team and i feel like if you've got if you've got a player that has that attitude and they are being pandered to and I, a classic example of this is Aubameyang at arsenal and they've got that attitude of i'm going to pitch up when i want i'm going to train at the intensity i think is appropriate um and I'm just gonna leave it all up to match day. That's when I. That's where I make my money. Whatever. To an extent, I understand that, and to an extent, I understand what you're saying about the fact that 
if someone else in that side is not as technically gifted or as technically good and they're turning around and saying, well, mate, you need to start pulling your weight. And Raquel May's probably in his rights to turn around to Scott McDominay <laughs> and turn around and say, yeah, fuck off, mate. Yeah. But where I don't think it's right and, and what grinds my gears and what grinded my gears about Aubameyang and what grinds my gears about Raquel May is at any one time you are going to have young aspiring footballers and young talented footballers at that club and they're going to look at someone like Raquel May because he is mythical because he is unbelievably talented and he is good and they're going to think that that's acceptable yeah I get the setting of standards things I get that yeah and which is why when Mikel Arteta did what he did with Aubameyang and actually Mikel Arteta got a bit backlash for that in the press I completely agreed. Yeah, he did the right, he, he did the right thing and it takes the manager and it takes someone above to do the right mm. thing. And I cannot and uh, I cannot tell you actively as to why I love the attitude of that. But there's yeah. there's something there's something within me where if someone said do so and so is acting in this way, do you do you like that? Do you respect it or do you think that's out of order? I don't know I don't know why I like it. There's some there's when it's nothing to do with my team and when it's far away from me. Yeah. Like I think that I'm thinking of like Pogba, for example. Wait, I was going to say, you literally yeah. had someone like that I'm, at your yeah. club. Yeah. I'm thinking of Pogba, for example, and I, I think that part of it was his... I don't think he handled himself perf- properly. As, I don't think he didn't handle himself properly. I don't think he handled himself in the best way by any way... Been, and by any... Blech, in any way, shape or form. But the media... The, he, the, he had a target on his back. He had a target... He, he, yeah, he was he slightly... Did. He had a target on his back yeah, for the did. second he got here. Um, and... I, and he, he was a. He, it, overall, it was a failure. But he did have some successful stints. But you, that will never be remembered because he had a target on his back as soon as he got. No, there. and I do agree with that. Which is why, why didn't Raquel May? Because everyone loved him. Everyone loved him. I don't know. I would find him. I. I think if he would. <sighs> if he were around now, if he were around, he, yes, he would. He would frustrate massively. He would. He would. I, it wouldn't work again. Like we've spoken about, four players working and not working. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think. In, I think if he was in the limelight, but if he moved to Barcelona in 2022, he. I know he only got a year anyway, but he just would not have worked. He would have been absolutely. If he played under Cruyff, he would have been at Barcelona for years. Yeah, I really yeah. do feel that. Yeah, because I agree. Cruyff loved players and like he's him. pure raw talent. Yeah. He's not. He's not an untalented footballer. Yeah, I actually um. Really, weird. I was watching videos about what other footballers said about him. I've like said about him. And do you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I often find that for for a player like Raquel May, who doesn't have the trophy cabinet of let's say someone like Rivaldo, yeah. Um, I always think that the best, the best testament to them is what do other players say about him. We we can talk on forever, but we uh, we will never really have an idea. No. And we will never have a, a, as valuable as opinion as some of those act- as that's played football at the top level. Mm. And the people around him are the ones that say, like Ronaldinho said, he's one of the best I've ever seen. I spent some time with him Barcelona, and I'd love to play with him because when Raquel May, when Raquel May yeah. left, Ronaldinho came in because there was a rule about signing non-EU players. Yeah. There was a point where he was thinking about retiring and Iniesta said football loses if he c- doesn't continue to play. That's Iniesta. Clivert said, Clivert was asked, which of Latin American player do you have the best memories of and enjoy the most? And he said, Raquel May. Imar, while at River Plate, mm. um, said about how he was one of the best players that he'd played, one of the best players that he'd seen and how amazing he was. 
and you think for a river player to come out and say that yeah. it's not common practice um well to put that rival that and when we say rivalry river plate boca juniors what you've got to understand is that's not like north london derby rivalry it's not like ketchup versus mayo no <laughs> fuck mayo man um but that's not like north london derby rivalry where we get together twice a year we 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 need lever- you know Ooh, yeah. i hate you so yeah, much God, yeah oh yours you haven't won any trophies yeah, that's St. Totteringham's Day or whatever it's called. St. Totteringham's Day. But Boca River is not like that. It is like it's 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 almost like I would it's almost like Catholic versus Protestant. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's like it's like countrywide. It's, why are you laughing at me when I said that? I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> I've just done a really airy fart oh and it's got <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am sweating. Um, um, but yeah, so for, for a Rivers player to come out and say that is massive. And um, I just go for a few more. Zidane, Zidane's last game at Real Madrid. If you watch it when he leaves the pitch, he like sprints over to Raquel May to get his shirt off him. Does he? Yeah, no, runs over to Raquel May. Raquel May takes his shirt. Thomas Muller said he was one of his idols when he grew up. And I think, God, the 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 romanticism all of this is. It, it has been huge in this. I think. I think all we spoke about is a romanticism. Mm. In someone said, and I think that there's this is a, a, a lovely quote. It's from a guy called um, Jorge Valdano, who used to play up front for Argentina. If we travel from A to B, most of us take the six-lane highway and get there as quickly as possible. Every person, other than Raquelme, he chose the winding mountain road, which takes him six hours, but that fills your eyes with the scenes of a beautiful landscape. Yeah, that's literally that's literally him. That's Cheers quite profound. Coming. Right, we're done. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's quite so profound. So let's go. So we haven't really spoken about his career too much because it's uh, 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 yeah. which which I, I think is fair. Let the the successful stints of his career are Villarreal and Boca. They're yes. all marred by successful. Su- yeah, yeah, successful. They're marred by something, but the success part's there. And for Argentina, Argentina, mm. he has a, he has a successful career. He scored seventeen goals for Argentina in fifty odd games, um, and he he built up a brilliant relationship with Messi, um, especially during the Olympics. He he, he had a really really strong relationship. I with like him. that relationship. I because li- I do cause like that because that, that if we go back to what we were saying earlier. Messi is like is seen as like the ultimate professional and the mm. ultimate professional and the the opposite of the ultimate professional a bloke who's asked not to train a bloke who is asked about everything yeah. like but they strike up a relationship and and one that I wish I wish we was on was on our TV screens at the moment I would love nothing more than see those two play together It's like Messi took all of the attributes of Raquel May but then trained <laughs> As well, and turned out to be all right by the end of it all. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. Isn't he's he? not. He's not quite as good as Scott McTominay. Scott <laughs> McTominay. Um, but yeah, I think all in. I mean, he is for people who will look back at football and will look at the statistics of stuff in yeah. years to come. He will be someone that they'll go, "Why is he so highly rated?" But I yeah. think if you just take the pure romanticism of Raquel May, what a player! And remember, sports and it's a sport. Sport and football is an entertainment, and he is pure entertainment. Exactly that. He is pure. Yeah. Ent- if you say, if you looked at like, I, I feel like I always say him, and I don't know why. If you look at Bruno Fernandez's stats, 
for uh, before the last 18 months in his first two years in Man United he was absolutely outstanding goals and mm. assists were through the roof but if you look at Raquel May's stats they're not quite to the same level but who would you rather go and watch Raquel May every single yeah, day of the of course. week and, and, that, and that's the beauty of it that sometimes the stats don't allow us and that's literally the whole point that we do this yeah and it's really interesting that you sort of say that to be honest because I think we're conditioned now, especially, and it's going to sound like I'm bashing on stats. I'm not bashing on stats. Stats are good. Stats are useful. But there comes a point where tats, 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 <laughs> your dog's got tats. <laughs> it comes to the point where tats, <laughs> what, what has football got to do with tits? <laughs> it just comes to, the, it just comes to the point where tits. <laughs> oh, it comes to the point. <laughs> Where st- where stats only give you half the story, yeah, and and where I also think we're conditioned to believe that if you don't play for a top top European club, um, you're not a top top you're, player. You're, yeah, you're not worth your weight and salt. Whereas it's, it's absolutely farcical to believe that um, because there are so so many unbelievable players. Yeah, you're right. That haven't played for Barcelona, Real Madrid. Although we did play for Barcelona, well, but, yeah. But, but, but anyway, but anyway, no, I for a season, saying. but. And that's why, like, I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with Raquel May. Yeah. Because I, to watch him play, I absolutely... It's, it's magnificent, yeah. like, to, to, to see what he can do in a football pitch. Right, so let's, let's, ask, let's ask the, the questions that our, that our international fan base wants to hear. The question is, obviously, mate, how good was Raquel May? So, yeah. we've answered it. We've got... Different opinion. We're well not differing opinions of, of how good he was because he was very good. Yeah. Overrated or underrated? This is probably the most difficult one I think for me so far, because um, I've got two schools of thought. I certainly don't think he was overrated. Okay. I don't think he was overrated, and I don't think when you've got players like Andreas Iniesta coming out and saying this guy is unreal, he's he's top draw. Mm. Although he did say that about Jack Wilshere. <laughs> So, he did alright. Is he underrated because he didn't play at a top, top, top club for very long? I'm going to go with a just slightly underrated, I think. Right. Underappreciated. Right. Okay. Can you get down, by huh? the way? Can you get down? Get down from that fence you're sat on. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hell. Right, I'm gonna right. I, I I'm gonna say overrated. I'm gonna say overrated because I think he's 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 in a bracket of players that I do think are slightly better than him. I think he is pure unbridled joy. That is what he brings is pure unbridled joy. And we're gonna we're gonna put videos or hopefully will have put videos up by the time this comes out of Ray Hudson. Do you know Ray Hudson, the yeah. the commentator, the absolute <laughs> mate? He's a hero. Um, and when he 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 talks about again, he talks about him and he goes. I, there are some players that that come for like an arrow through. That, that there are some players that you love, you fall in love with. There are some players that put an arrow from my heart, and they they will always stay in there, like Messi, like Pele. But Raquel May was something different, and that that just that to me sums him up. I think overrated in in the sense of as a as what you would say is someone who is a a top performing player. And I know we we we, we sort of dis like goal involvement statistics yeah, and things and stuff like that. Like, and yeah. I know that's not what we're here for. And trophy got, cabinet. I think it's impossible to talk about football without talking about stats in some context. I think if you if you ha- if you had the option of so 
people talk about him as being one of the best number tens ever, right? If yeah. you had, if you had, if you could think of the other great number tens you would think of, would you take Raquel May or them? I think you take them every single. T- I think you would take them a lot of the time because of productivity for a side. Yeah, I think if you, I think if you said to me, mm. you could have. Uh, Ace a Kaka when he was at AC Milan or Raquel May when he was at Villarreal or Boca. That that I think it would take the only people who would want to take Raquel May are are the rom- are the romantics are the artist the people who like the artistic side of and the this, game. And if you'd asked me the question, who do you want to bring to the club that you think our fans would love to come and watch? Kaka or Raquel May? Like I know obviously Kaka's an yeah. easy choice, but Kaka every day of the week. Apart from, do you remember that lad? Do you remember that video? Of those lads playing five a side with Kaka, and that lad's like Kaka, 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 as if he's gonna like. Slide him in. It's like <laughs> former Ballon d'Or winner, fucking Kaka. <laughs> turned up at goals on a turned up at goals on a Wednesday. You'd be fuming, wouldn't you? You always do that. You look at the other, right when you look at other teams of players and you play five side. First thing I do, look at their boots and look if they're wearing ankle socks. If they're wearing ankle socks. In my head, I go, "You're not very good." And but so so the first I'm, what I'm doing is I'm hoping there's five lads there in three quarter lengths and ankle socks and a pair of Sondacos and I'm going right. I'm going to be better than all of you. And I'm usually not. But that's the first <laughs> That's the first thing I do, right? But if I looked at turned up to five aside and Kaka was there, I would be thinking, I'm not saying a fucking word to this bloke. I'd, I'd poo my pants. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'd do. To be if fair, I'm pretty close to pooing my pants <laughs> at the moment. Done a couple of very absolute stinkers. Um, um, yeah, I don't know what I'd do if Kaka turned up to my five aside. I think, uh, yeah, I'm actually surprised that you, you've said overrated, but I understand where you're coming from in terms it of... It hurts because I absolutely yeah. love him. In terms of productivity, in terms of what he actually delivers in cold, hard... Like, almost like cold, hard cash, like cold, goal cash involvements. Money. <laughs> cash money. In terms of goal involvements, yes, I agree, but... It, yeah. And the only reason I say underrated is because... And it's maybe it's not necessarily underrated. I just don't think a lot of people think about him because of the type of career that he's had. I see I think the op- I think he's someone whose name comes up a lot. I think he's someone whose name comes Do up quite think? a lot. Yeah, man. Do you think? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, I literally <laughs> I, I, no, I think he's someone whose name comes up quite a lot. And I also think there's there's also a, a, a level of like naivety and arrogance and stupidity from me to go against opinions of Iniesta and Ronaldinho and what footballers like. But I do think he's someone whose name comes up quite a lot. Mm. But like and, and anyway, we, we we can agree to disagree. And if you think I'm chatting shit, please let me know. Yes, I would love I would love nothing more than for you to to send us a message on Instagram, drop us an email, tweet me, or tweet us, and say whose side you're on. And also, um, just send some horrible stuff like call us a bellend. <laughs> are, are, are we are we actively encouraging online abuse? No, to, to no, 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 no. I'm taking no, I'm taking the mic. But if you think I'm miles off it. Like it's a game of opinions. Like, tell me my opinion's awful if you want to. Tell me Lewis's opinion's awful if you want to. Yeah. That that's the point. We're not actually I don't want you to like send derogatory <laughs> stuff about my character. <laughs> the whole point of this the whole the whole entire point of this is opinions. So no, my next question is how much would he be worth and where would he go to? See, and this is This is impossible. This, this is the most interesting interesting one of these we've done because if this day and age this day and age, I, d- I honestly, do you know who I could see signing him? Who? Everton. <laughs> so yeah, seriously. And, and spending a wedge doing it. Seriously. Everton. Everton. Everton to s- for 60 million. Wow. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. J- I, j- I was going to say 60 million as well. That's weird. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the sort of signing I could. Does. Is that when. Is that post Barcelona 
or during time at Villarreal or post good good stint in Argentina? So I think good stint in Argentina before he comes to Europe. I think he's worth two um, points. I, I think I think I think let's say he's coming from Villarreal. Yeah, where he's very good. Where he's played well, and because mm-hmm. obviously, and this is not to sound obviously derogatory to to the Argentine league. I think Europeans aren't going to pay the money to an Argentine side like Boca Juniors. Julian they, Alvarez has just gone for seventeen million pounds to Man City, and he scored like seven goals in one of his yeah. last games. You know what I mean? Like that, and seventeen million pound is a it's a pittance yeah. in today's transfer market, but um. And so, but h- however, coming from Villarreal, a European team will probably command more of a transfer fee. I, for I you. think Everton's in sixty million is a great shout. Uh, I personally, I the the fee I agree of sixty million. I do think Everton's a good shout for me. He would from someone like there feel like he'd go to like a Juventus. I feel like I feel, yeah. like, I feel like he is. I feel like he was tailored to the Italian league when mm. I, I still feel like a, a Juve or an AC. Um, but although Milan, Milan now do actually do really good business. Um, yes, and they, they do. They don't yeah. spend loads of money. But I think if they had a bit more money, their record transfer is Benucci, and I think it's thirty-five million. Mm. Um, but Juventus, I think, would would or a club like that, a massive club where he would play against sides that are probably not going to be as physically demanding week in week out, but he can shine and uh, and be quality. And I think if they've, if twenty-eight year old him, let's show, say yeah. let's say Jabala's just G-Barler. <laughs> G-Barler. <laughs> G-Barler. What a player. It's G-Barler. Um, G-Barler <laughs> has, just gone, has just gone to Roma. I think he'd be a perfect replacement for someone like him. Yeah, Roma's actually a good shout as well, to be fair. See, I can't... I think I agree with you on the Italian league, but I can't see him playing for a... Like, because of the way he's I think he goes to Juventus gone. for 60 million or a loan with obligation to buy and then would we'll end up at... No, he's going to Everton, 60 million. <laughs> All right. He'll play... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Y'all ready for some questions? Uh, yeah, some quick fire there were, questions. There were five quick fire questions that are now four because you said one of them in the thing. Right. Some are true or false. Some you just say a name. Okay. So, question number one. This is true or false. One room. One room. <laughs> Take it back. Now, say it right, mate. We've only been chatting about him the old the old time. Raquel May once missed the game for Boca Juniors in his final stint. And he was not injured, but was photographed at an Argentine wrestling match at the same ni- uh, that same night. That sounds like him. That sounds true. It's actually false. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, it's just I just used you know the Dennis Rodman story where <laughs> where, he, where he didn't play for the Chicago Bulls, um, and he just didn't just didn't pitch up. up. Yeah, so I just completely lied. And Went to the wrestling. One 0 me. Right. Second question: Who scored more league goals for Boca, Raquel May or Tevez? Both had three stints at the club. League goals. League goals. Who scored more league goals? Raquel May or Tevez? It's got to be Tevez, surely. For Boca. For Boca? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be Tevez. <laughs> I'm just fine. It's so bad. Sorry. <laughs> Stop! Um, uh, incorrect. It was actually Juan Roman Riquelme who scored more. He scored more goals than Ra- Tevez. Raquel May scored 64. Tevez scored 62. That is really I shocking. Think he, was, he was there for significantly less time. Yeah. And that's a point actually. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even think about right. I didn't even think about that. Louis Van Hal disliked Raquel May so much he took his locker out of the dressing room when he was there. No, that's false. Yeah, that is false. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> and here's here's the, the most difficult one. <laughs> much like the Rabona brothers. Alright. <laughs> Here we go. Raquel May did a Viagra advert when when he was working in Argentina, in which the slogan was "I kick a ball hard and this will get you hard." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's bullshit. Yeah, that is bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. Right. Yeah, that is bullshit. I've got one for you, actually. Yeah, go on then. I've got one for you. When he first joined Boca, yeah. um, the crowd, or the fans, yeah. um, came up with a nickname for him. Yeah. What was that nickname? Genius. No. What was it? Peco Frio. Oh. Cold-chested. <laughs> Because he didn't run around. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. That's what they called him. Get yourself some Vicks. Get yourself some Vicks, Roman. Um, right. We're more... We're, well, we s- we literally said... We set out today and we were like, no longer than an hour. An hour and 11 minutes later. I think we've jumped around a bit today. But I actually think that synonymizes and sums up his career, to be honest. Yeah, massively. Very, very up and down. I know we've jumped around a bit today. And I know we haven't necessarily gone through his career... And picked it apart piece by piece, but as we've kind of said all podcast, it I don't think that's where the beauty lies he's, with yeah, he he is something else isn't with he? him, yeah. He I is something that isn't tangible. He's not a tangible Rivaldo is Rivaldo and Stoichkov were were not as enjoyable to watch as him, I don't think, when you watch back in their videos. But I think they were they had a much more solid mm. career that sort of um, a solid career in the sense that they played for big clubs they won lots of trophies it's easy to talk they scored lots of goals it's easy to talk about all of that yeah. whereas this is much more difficult to talk about because it's, it's stardust it's pure It's pure stardust yeah. and something that you can't and I think the only thing I would say is if you haven't done so already obviously we can't watch him now he's retired Yeah. Um, I think he retired in 2015 yeah. so not, not years and years ago no. but um if you do uh, like find yourself with ten minutes, just what, um, watch his goals for Argentina. Yeah, There's ten, ten uh, the, the the best, my favorite, the ten best goals for Argentina. Should we watch it again after this? We'll watch it again. After oh, this. mate, it's just so good. Right, and, yeah, watch a few clips. Uh, do we have time for some of our worst footballing takes, Josh? Yeah, just just to sort of demonstrate that actually we do talk a lot of shit. We might have to we might have to make it quite quick though because my farts are so bad. Oh my I'm, god, my, fart, my farts. Are <laughs> Are coming out so regularly and smell so bad that I'm worried that, <laughs> that one of us might pass out. It is in fact poo. <laughs> <laughs> right, my you worst laugh. footballing take. Um, when I first saw Anthony Martial play in the Premier League at the age of 19 when he was wearing those pink boots, that goal against where he cuts inside, who was that against? Liverpool. Liverpool uh, goal against Liverpool. 2-1 much. Slots it, bottom right-hand corner. I turned around to my dad and I said, Dad, we're watching the future best player in the world. That was my so <laughs> much. So he he was so talented when he was younger, but it just never never came to fruition. And I also that game Benteke scores like the best goal, and it's never remembered because oh yes, <laughs> Martial. Um, my worst take is hundreds, every, like every take ever. I once said when I watched Man United play a preseason game, Tom Cleverley was absolutely outstanding. I said he'd be better than Gerrard. <laughs> that. That is honking. That's litter, isn't it? That That's is disgusting. honking. I said, this guy is the new Gerard. He's going to be better than That's Gerard. That's worse than mine. I put it as my Facebook status when I was about 14. Right. We will we'll finish it there. Um, if you haven't already, give us a follow on whatever social media, or whatever podcasting platform you use. Um, Instagram, MateHGW. Twitter, at MateHGW. TikTok might appear at some point, but we're not going to TikTok that one off the list yet. Um, fuck's sake. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I've been Josh. I've been Lewis. Thank you so much. Love you so much. See you later. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.